1: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks
0: Basketball
1: Basketball Podcast. I am
0: your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. I'm appreciating the
1: very lovely weather. Uh, and that my inflatable birthday
0: basketball balloons yes. have air in them still. <laughs> <laughs> the power of helium, eh? Look at that. I mean, go check out our YouTube if you want to see these balloons Freddie's got. We're having a pool to see if they last longer than the Christmas tree that he had back there. I think that there's a good chance they will. When the Ottawa Valley's very own Almont's.
1: James Naismith invented <laughs> basketball.
0: He couldn't have thought of something so crazy as these balloons, okay? It's true. Yeah, wasn't on the front of his mind when when he thought about growing that game. Couldn't have been. <laughs> um, Maddie, uh, let's let's dive into something
1: I'm uh, a little bit begrudging to even talk about because oh, dear. It's, it's really looking like we've gotten to the point where you are just schooling me uh in in an area where the only thing you have is basketball knowledge. So yeah, I at mean at some point we'll have to switch <laughs> roles on this podcast. Yeah, uh, oh my god, what a nightmare. It will be a nightmare for both of
0: us. Wouldn't yeah, it? it would be for but, sure.
1: But hey, this is proof yeah. that uh if you're listening along to this podcast and you're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, you're <laughs> probably right. Um all jokes aside, you got six twenty-five. Yeah, uh, I got five ninety-six. And uh, for we're another, talking about new t- the. Yeah,
0: sorry, go yeah. ahead.
1: Yeah, no, well, yeah, well, why don't you break down the kind of this twenty twenty-one playoff pool? Your idea and kind of like how it works.
0: Well, yeah, Freddie and I are doing a little playoff pool uh, in the NBA. So we have all the teams ranked. We both chose the 16 teams and we ranked them from one to 16. And, you know, the team that's one is the team you think is going to win it. They get 16 points per win. And then, you know, going down second third fourth it, it, the points get lower and lower until that 16th rank is only worth one point which we both hit with the grizzlies uh the proper choice would have been the heat which i think would have been the most insane thing to choose them to be after going to the finals to be mm-hmm. the one team that was swept in the first round that just would have been insane like who, who would have ever called that same with the lakers like who would have called them to be you know, no higher than 10th ranking. Like it just mm. would be, it's crazy. What, you know, you guys talk about injuries and stuff. I did see a tweet that said, you know, the favorite of this year changes every day because of the injuries that are happening. And like the Brooklyn Nets game last night against the Bucks, It's a huge one for this pool. And I, when I saw they were down 20, the Nets, I was like, Oh, it's over. The Bucs are going to win. They're going to probably win one of the next two games and, and Freddie's going to win this pool. But then all of a sudden Kevin Durant took hard and swollen hamstring on his back and did did, everything possible. It was an unbelievable performance. If you've never seen a man pick up another man's hamstring and put it on his back, <laughs>
1: oh god! You should have tuned into TNT last oh, night. Oh man, uh, no, but it was incredible. PJ Tucker just all over KD, and he still hit that three. Yeah, massive, per- massive performance from KD. That late three was nuts. It was absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Uh, credit to KD for this incredible comeback. Yeah, And I'm just trying to distract from the fact that I picked the Bucs and the Clippers to make it to the finals. Yeah, uh, And well, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen necessarily.
0: Yeah, I picked but, the 76ers uh, and the Clippers. And unfortunately, Kawhi's team does not matter to us because we have them ranked the same. Same with the Jazz. It doesn't really matter what happens with them. Maybe just for the the high score of it all, we want the Clippers to, to advance over so the Jazz. But... Um, yeah, it's gonna be a weird Final Four. I mean, we've only lost one team since we recorded last, and that was the Denver Nuggets because they were swept. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it, we'll have some, we'll have some big changes by next week for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and and we'll uh, we'll fill you back in, but uh, yes. suffice it to say, I'm just trying to finish the race at this point. I'm like <laughs> in one of those marathons where people are like, "You paid, you signed up, you raised a lot of money." Yeah, You know, and I'm like, oh, my time's not good. And they're like, yeah, but we're all going to brunch in an hour. So if you could just wrap <laughs> this up. Oh. Uh, that's where I'm at. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we got a really good episode for you. Um, we got uh, Jay Rosales from Rackers HQ and that's a rap pod. Uh, we also got uh, Randall Morales. Um, sorry, Jay Rosales, Randall Morales. Oh, wow. Wow. Um From uh, Future Players With me Uh, We do comedy together He's a hilarious dude And um, I'm excited To have him on the pod Right Again Uh, And I think Before we Talk about some other stuff Matt uh, Just you know uh, Let's just give people A super quick uh, How to If they want to like Help us Subscribe do review like anything you do do if you are listening any any type of like moment you take out to like like subscribe or like write anything is algorithmically beneficial to us and we do
0: appreciate it so thank you very very much uh but matt how can people help us out check out our website dunkspodcast.com as i always say check out the sonarnetwork.com that is the podcast network that we are a part of you can listen to the podcast there you can listen on our website you can click on our social media links to see our link trees and you can buy our merch you can go to our patreon and support us and you can just follow us if you want on instagram and twitter you know subscribe and all these things and we will tell you when it's ready you don't have to go looking around that's the best thing about subscriptions i hear so yeah, get those Apple subscriptions or or Stitcher or iHeartRadio, whatever you use. Spotify's taking over the world. No one knows it, but it's true. Get on there, subscribe, and you'll get our episodes every week coming to you. And you know the the the, the Patreon, you get a little bit of bonus stuff. Maybe that hot sauce is still around there, Freddie. Is it? People join the Patreon. Hey.
1: We, yeah, you can you join the Patreon. I still do have hot sauce. I've got more hot sauce coming. So yeah, the hot sauce is an offer that that's like,
0: yeah, no, that's green, an baby. every year thing for sure. I'm glad that the oh, hot yeah. sauce, that can't ever stop. Never, uh, ever, no, ever. Definitely. Um, so yeah, thanks for, for subscribing and rating, as you said before, and just, uh, we're, we're going to keep trucking through. Damn right. Damn
1: right. Yeah. Uh, I think, Okay. Before we start this, uh, I, I will just say that uh, touching on what we talked about a little last week and will continue to touch on um, is the, the discovery of the uh, already known, um, but uh, we don't know the numbers, uh, mass graves uh, related to um, uh, residential schools uh, and the uh, genocide of the First Nations people. Uh, Peoples in Canada. Um, So just demand accountability. Don't stop. Email your city councillors. Call your city councillors. And, uh, you know, touching on that, but I also will say uh, stop Asian hate. Defund the police. Black Lives Matter. Uh, and as I usually say, email or call your city councillors. They have to respond to you, and they have to hear your voice. Uh, so, you know, we, we know we have these uh, mass graves in Ontario too. So if you're an Ontario person, get loud and uh, demand accountability. And uh, without, uh, you know, without any further ado, I think let's, uh, let's start talking some basketball. Uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words, okay? okay Okay, let's bring on guest number one here Uh, as always lots to talk about Uh, this is one of the funniest people i know Uh, he's done the pod uh, a bunch of times i met him originally uh, through improv uh irl in the real world uh making people laugh uh also in the real world um he's a hardcore basketball fan he's an excellent improviser and just uh just a cool funny dude um give it up as loud as you can even if you're at home alone for randall morales
2: oh my gosh Freddie! what an intro
1: (laughs) i forgot how soft your music is this is like you're lost in a video game
0: (laughs) yeah you know what i mean you're stuck in that temple
1: Yeah, or you're like, or you're the pink panther, but you've fallen asleep on a lazy boy. (laughs) Um, How are you? Thanks for doing the show, man. I'm good, Freddie. Thanks for having me. Um, No problem. I'm I'm excited to have you back. Uh, But I think let's just let's jump into guest number two here, um, because I want to start talking Raptors ball uh, as soon as we can. Um, he's uh, done the pod a couple times now uh, Big fan of his um, You uh, probably know him from a Raptors HQ or That's a Rap Pod uh, But uh, you maybe have seen his face On like CBC and CB24 And uh, a bunch of cool stuff like that When, when we need a good Raptors Take uh, and we need a Good Raptors take right now so I'm excited to have Him back. Give it up as loud as you can Even if you're at home alone For Jay Rosales Ooh. Love that intro. Thank, Thank you. you. No problem. Now, this is, I feel like, if we're sticking with the Pink Panther theme, <laughs> like
3: he's brushing his teeth now. <laughs> I'd much rather be the one brushing teeth than the one who's lost, right? So I'm told, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know,
1: I think when people think about the Pink Panther like they do, you know, most days, they don't think about him doing daily tasks. So I'm just trying to, you know, bring that into the world.
3: I'm glad that I, that that's my music then. Yeah, thank
1: you so much. I'm sorry I subjected you to this uh um bit, but uh yeah, how
3: are you? Thanks for doing the show, man. Couldn't be happier. I got my second vaccination appointment booked for tomorrow, so oh. I am counting down the hours. Nice. I
1: I'm so so happy for you. My uh my mom and my wife are uh, officially uh, I guess immune 2 weeks away from there. Second dose. Uh, I have mine scheduled for from eight days from now. So uh, oh, you know, damn. good things are happening. Things are looking up, and uh, you know, three cheers to science. That's that's great news, Jay.
3: Yeah, yeah. And if you, if you know, quick promo. If you aren't vaccinated yet, go out and get it. I know it's hard to get the appointment, Absolutely. but do what you can. Yep.
1: Yeah. The you know, the sooner we're all vaccinated, the sooner um, I don't know more happiness will uh, enter into our lives. I believe. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I think, uh, I guess, uh, you know, maybe this is a bad transition because all things are not happy in Raptors land. But uh, that's, uh, you know, open to interpretation, I guess. So, uh, Maddie, I know you're there. I trust you there. Please give me uh, your loudest, most delicious, free of air and Banes, perhaps, Raptors sting. rap, <laughs> rap. Shout out to Matt! Uh, I love that sting. Um, (laughs) Always makes me think of the Ricola commercial (laughs) for no reason. Oh, I get (laughs) it, Matt. I get it. I picture you at your cottage. You know, like you just like each sound is a new, you know, contributing factor to the audiophile you're building. Yeah, and most
0: uh, of my stings could be screamed into the distance for sure.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's jump right into uh, Raptor stuff. Randall, um, I'm going to go to you first here, and uh, Sergio Scoriolo is uh, out. I know, I heard. Uh, for the Raptors. Uh, he he won one game as a head coach for us. Congrats. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to dismiss him at all. He's a fantastic. Um, but he is, is on his way out. We're still unsure about uh, Masai, and... Um, I guess that yeah, Pascal uh, shoulder issue has turned into a uh, I believe labrum uh, or surgery for uh, torn labrum, uh, and uh, they're saying it was somewhere around five or six months. Uh, could miss, I, I guess we'll see. But some some regular season time, um, we'll we'll see how much. But uh, yeah, how I guess worried are you or stressed out or is this kind of a thing where it's like it's still some ways until the season. So this is kind of like the usual, not usual, but like this is reasonable within an off season. This could be this kind of news.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Like I think the, so I think the Raptors ended last season way in which, um, we kind of showed what our weaknesses, weaknesses are and where we kind of need, um, To develop, and I think the biggest uh, kind of hole that we have in our team is just we don't have a reliable guy to take that big shot. Um, So I think even if everything works out well um, for the next season, it may be an kind of an okay season for the Raptors anyway. Um, Maybe like a deep playoff push. Uh, So those issues that happened are terrible. Um, But I think overall, um, we definitely need to kind of think, how are we going to get to that second ring?
1: Um, Right. So so for you, it's kind of like we're not really in contention right now anyway. So these types of issues are things we're going to have to navigate to get to that like next level. Is that fair? Like kind of like we have to do it anyways. Like the work is before us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, next season, we're definitely going to be contenders. And now it's not happening anymore. It's not Mm -hmm. that kind of a kind of a step back. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Like it's not as if we're at the precipice and all of a sudden, you know, something is in our way. It's kind of like there's a lot of work to be done. And also here's some more work. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know if I'm paraphrasing you appropriately.
2: You you tell you tell me if I'm not okay. All right. I don't know if I'm paraphrasing myself well too. <laughs> hey. But yeah. We're we're
1: all doing our best out here. Um. Jay. You know how how are you feeling about this? Like off season. Like you know the stress level. You know just yeah. I I, I threw out three different scenarios. Um. With the assistant coach, the injury, and. And Masai, Masai's kind of like you know, unknown negotiation, just as kind of like not necessarily cliffhangers, but like these are the types of things that we're, we're thinking about in the off season. Is this does this feel within the range of normal, or are you kind of more on the worried side?
3: I think with with how the season has gone, it's a time to to understand that this team did need a bit of a shakeup right this the team that was out there last season was not as good as we all had hoped taking into account that there were some extraneous factors there but let's look at the three that you listed here and see the glasses half full yes Sergio is out and he deserves that head coaching job out in Italy but at the same time that does open the door for someone like a Brittany Donaldson to step up or or what or Jamalaya or like there is an opportunity here for someone to move up in the ranks there's also an opening in the case of bringing back someone like Nate Bjorkren so mm-hmm. I, I like the I like the the direction this is going for Sergio personally, but also for the team. It opens up some doors there for for someone, some some new life to step in for a team that probably needed it anyways. As it pertains to Masai, yes, I mean that's that's going to continue to be an ongoing thing until we hear his decision. And on a day like today, where. There seems to be news dropping every hour. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time this recording comes out that Masai has made his decision. But if he were to choose the route of staying, obviously everyone will rejoice and we'll all be Mm -hmm. happy. If he chooses not to return, he's actually set up this team to be in a good position. In terms of signing Bobby Webster and making sure that Nick Nurse is signed, like it's, he's put the team in a position to succeed even if he were to leave, and that also in, involves ensuring that Bobby Webster is in a lot of the decision making, and that other executives are part of that decision making. So again, I'm not, maybe I'm not as I'm taking I'm not taking it as something as as dire as others are if Masai were to leave. But I think that the, the the Raptors are in a good position regardless of what decision he makes. And then finally, as it pertains to Pascal, that just sucks. I mean, I'm not going to suggest that one. He's this will now be his third consecutive, let's call it an off-season, where he doesn't have significant time to train, right? When the pandemic first hit. He was several months without touching a basketball. Mm-hmm. And then after the elimination last season, it was a super short offseason. And now he doesn't get a chance to do his Rico Hines basketball runs that had, has really helped him grow as a player. So I'm not going to sugarcoat that one. That one sucks. And when he, if and when he returns, whether it be you know, sometime in November when the season's already started, he's not going to be 100%. And that's, that's concerning. But at the same time, again, it offers opportunities for others to step up. And this is going to is just going to shine a brighter light on OG on Fred Van Vliet and whoever we end up drafting to, to kind of step up in his absence.
1: Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be, you know, qu- quite a bit of opportunity, especially early season in, in terms of scoring. You know, I think R- Randall brought up. This team still not having that like last minute score, I think in in that Brooklyn um, that Brooklyn Bucks game where we saw the difference between like, you know, Durant in the last last little bit uh, versus like Giannis. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that uh, Pascal is Giannis, but I think that the Bucks going towards a guy like Middleton for their last second shots or trying to anyways, it, it is indicative that there's a certain skill set that it, that is more beneficial. I think in the, in those last little moments to kind of compact dribblers with very long limbs that can shoot over people. And, you know, back to what you're saying, Jay, with, with uh, Pascal and his training time, I think a lot of people believe he could get there like that. The You know, the guy who kind of has that Dirk shot over people uh, from the mid range. We saw some of it this year, but I feel like him more than most guys. Like He wasn't born with a basketball. He wasn't one of these guys that just is like ball is life. He decided to do basketball at a certain point of his life and he went super hard at it and is wildly athletic. And like Neo Matrix, you know, inherited like a new. Move or you know, skill package even each summer, but uh, yeah, so a guy like him missing out in the summers is gonna be rough, I think. And um, yeah, you know, in regards to Masai, I've said before in the pod that I do think it will be a substantial loss losing him, but just more so, kind of like as like Masai, the legend, like you won't have that anymore, and I'm not sure you'll have that in Bobby, but I do think. You know, it, it will be no comparison to like, you know, let's say like the Colangelo Babcock era. Like we're we've elevated as a franchise in terms of like maturity, I think, and like respect and just like we understand how the league runs and, and we do it well. Um. OK, let's get let's get silly for a sec here, although I just talked for a long while. So, you know what, if you guys got anything on that, like I don't want to I don't want to sum up what you're
3: saying and move on. Unless it feels okay. I'm going to add one thing, actually. Sure. And then that's about, um, it's about Masai. And I guess my question to both of you is if he, and I know this has been asked a lot of times, so maybe you've answered this before, but I'm just kind of getting a gauge of where you stand. If Masai were not to re-sign with the Raptors, where do you see him going? Do you see him going to another team or do you see him just leaving the NBA altogether? Or something else, really? Um, uh, I'll, i I feel like I can go super quick here because I've,
1: I've said it so many times, uh, and it, I'm not the first person with this take, but I think it's, it's either like the, the highest level of basketball or something bigger than basketball, like politics. Um, I, I think he would be. It's like, you know, people see him as going from the Raptors to like managing the Knicks or the Clippers, and I see him as, you know, going from the Raptors to like perhaps having Adam Silver's job type thing. Like, I, I think that's Masai's trajectory. I don't think he's, I don't think another franchise is like, I think that's a sidestep for him, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, Randall, what what, what, what what do you think Masai would do if he, if he did, yeah. if, if he goes? <clears throat>
2: yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, I always look at it as um, the Raptors is a city and everything, uh, every other team is a city and he's the mayor and guess what he has like the flexibility the you know like when they're not the city's not in debt it's not in a bad shape he can make a lot of decisions i feel like that's the dream for a general manager or for an owner and um which means if he's going to switch to a different team i think that um his he what he wants are probably pay or some sort of uh some sort of a glory of like oh he's he's gonna he wants to be the guy who saves the Knicks or the wizards or something like that but i don't see that so i i think he's either gonna stay or leave to 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 exactly what freddie said to pursue a higher uh level of um you know the following the trajectory of what he's doing
3: yeah and i agree i agree with both of you i i i see him if he were to leave the raptors i don't think that the sting for raptors fans will be as hard because i agree with both of you in terms of i don't see him going to another team it will be at an executive level and if i were to put my money on it being non-raptors i would say he would be president of nba in africa or giants Mm -hmm. of africa or something to that effect something much grander again a Ag- agreeing with you guys in terms of like he's going to be elevated something even more something that's not just for a city or even just a country in this factor um maybe the giants of africa i don't know but yeah i would i would if i were to put money in it i would say he'd stay but secondary to that is he's leaving the nba or, or doing something much grander yeah totally
1: well i think you know we've all seen it uh with Masai here like he came here and it's kind of like, I want to win in Toronto. And like, it almost seemed like a joke. Cause I feel like Toronto is such a losing place that we were like, sure you do buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we all want to win. And then, but he was like, Oh, you guys like, don't respect yourselves. Do you? That's okay. I'll turn this place into a winner. And like, that's just the, like the spirit of Masai. So I feel like he can take that other
2: places. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get silly for a sec here. Uh, oh, but before, Matt, before I move on, okay. I'll just say one Sorry. really quick thing. Toronto restaurants, put up a Maasai will eat here for life if he <laughs> stays banner. I think it's time. I think it's time.
1: Right, I know. It's, it's always weird when we get desperate like that. I just wish <laughs> yeah. we'd go full like, hey, you know what? Smart city gave up their Portland's contract. Guess who's got it? Masai, that's your part of town now, so what you want to do whatever you want to do that's fine like it's literally that's your part of the city um, you know, and we'll keep talking with you about uh, other things, but uh okay now now, legit, let's get silly um Jay, oh yeah, I, I want to start with you because uh, I think you're you're most familiar with um with this incident in the draft lottery. But uh, yeah, you know, by next podcast, uh, we'll be right around the time when the Raptors uh, will know when they are drafting. Thanks for uh, for coming in, Matt. But um, yeah, so we'll we'll know if we're drafting tenth or eleventh or second or third or what have you. Um, and then workouts will start. will start and. We'll start kind of speculating about who's going to fit and, you know, which guy we want, that sort of thing. And all of this just reminded me of a hilarious incident. Please Google it. Please read it uh, if you want to be dialed in for this segment of the pod. But um, there was a player who I I do believe, um, Jay Curry, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think he got drafted to the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, that Uh, just makes the story even better. I, I think, to be honest, uh, I hope I'm right there, but uh, he was from China. His name's Yi Jian, Jianlin. Lin. Uh, uh, forgive me if uh, my pronunciation's off. Um, but he was like the full package. He was awesome. Uh, everyone was interested in him. Uh, but his, you know, it was very guarded around like what he could do, and his agents, you know, weren't really telling anyone. And there was a famous workout where, he refused or him and you know, his camp refused to work out with any physical person. So they decided to work him out against a chair. So it's like, you know, if you've ever seen Clint Eastwood at the, Re- <laughs> the Republican National Convention, you know, arguing and yelling at a chair. It's not like that, but it is in the chair comedy world. Um, that's just very strange. And I-, I-, I love stuff like this. So he was drafted uh, yeah, by the Bucks. You are right awesome yeah so w- without further ado I want to know uh, Jay, Randall, Matt uh, I have my own scenario too um, if you were getting drafted and you could call all the shots and you could just do something ridiculous mm-hmm. and you, you got to work out with the Raptors yeah. Um, and you know you, you have to, you got to put something in your, your rider so to speak I, I want to hear what it is um, and what absurd thing you require of yeah Masai Bobby uh,
3: and, and the Raptors Jay let's start with you well, I'm glad that we mentioned it in the last segment about um, Randall mentioning, okay, let's let's give Masai something so he doesn't leave. We've already seen it with Kawhi. He was offered, what, a free condo. He was offered mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. Lowry's been offered free chicken for life. Uh, so these offers always happen to come when someone's about to leave. Why don't we do the offers when they're about to arrive? So me as the draft pick, raptors if you want me give me puts in for life <laughs> i am oh, yours wow that is my request
1: <laughs> hey uh jay we re- we think you're gonna fit in here um oh sorry one sec um smokes uh we go. <laughs> smokes. put all the stuff right over there That's um it. sorry i'm Judy. yours i'm yours. we're just go trying on to on. say um oh one sec La Belle province you can back yeah. it up Jay's going to be uh, hanging out over there. Um, those are the only two poutine places I can name. So the bid is done. But um, <laughs> that's a great answer. Uh, lifelong poutine. Before you're about to leave, um, uh, Randall, what's up? What's your, um,
2: what, are, what are you doing? Right. Um, so when I read this question, my, my thought was to magnify my strengths. As a basketball player. Okay. That, that's that's yeah. a good, if you want to get drafted, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know what? I grew up in the Philippines. And so and I, I played in really bad, uh, you know, like outdoor courts with really bad concrete going on. Like really run down places. Mm-hmm. So I want that to be the place where I would do my um, my, my thing. I like and it. And also, we're playing. We're every. We're all gonna play, and we're all gonna wear flip flops. <laughs> and stepping on other players' flip flops is not gonna be a foul. Whoa! Um, <laughs> oh, I and- like that. That's yeah, that's game changing <laughs>
1: for sure.
0: Cause like, yeah, all these size fifteen exposed feet.
2: Yes, <laughs> and all I can and all all they're gonna judge me on is my dribble to the corner of the ring, and then do a spin move. And then shoot the ball because that's the only shot that I can con- do confidently that I know will go in.
1: I love it. <laughs> so we got some rough concrete slappers only with Rando Morales.
3: And I got it. If I could add to that, I, I was sure. in the Philip when I was when I went and visited the Philippines. I was like around thirteen, and I thought I was like a hotshot basketball player. I was not. I I show up in smoked? my my yeah. I got smoked by guys wearing slippers and smoking and i got sm- <laughs> literally i got smoked and i gotta say yeah. like, the skill of smoking is, that's rough like it was it was rough it was rough. i show up with my my fresh new like jordans and no it, it's it's a real deal there so I, I applaud you randall i think that's a great great ask and uh I, i'm sure the raptors would sign you or whoever you're <laughs> playing for
1: Oh, yeah. But, but both you guys are already signed. If uh, if you came through, you know, if I'm if I'm running anything, a guy that wants to flip flop slappers only and another guy that wants poutine for life. You're in. Um, Maddie D, I have
0: a feeling a snowblower might
1: be involved in this. We'll see. Um, what, what do you require? That's a, that's a high pro like a, a big time prospect.
0: Well, I took some time to think about this. First off, I'm an American player. I grew up in Arizona. And oh, wow. I did all my college ball in Alabama. So the furthest north I've ever awesome. been. Matthew's
1: over here. <laughs> yes. <yeah, it's the,
0: laughs> furthest north I've ever been is to Nashville, Tennessee, for a Lyle Love concert with my parents. I've never been to Canada. I love it. I've never been to Canada and the thing about American players when they come to Canada just like when Kawhi did there's a fascination about Niagara Falls and the one thing in my playing career that I was known for is my upper back strength so I want to do a chin-up chin-up contest on the falls now I know this sounds crazy yeah what we're gonna do is we gotta stop a part of the falls from coming down so we can see the ledge We're going to get Chuck Hayes to sit on top of the falls to create a bit of a dam. He's already agreed to it. And then we're going to have a chin-up contest on Niagara Falls. And you're wondering, like, well, what do you do when you're tired? You're done. you got to fall. Made of the mist. Got a friggin' trampoline down there. (laughs) I was waiting for the made of the mist to come in. (laughs) So that would be my request. We do the chin-up competition with the team. Niagara Falls. Um. Sounds perfectly doable. Uh, I'm glad you got the
1: the chuck wagon involved. Um. Yeah. I just uh, you know maybe a bit more use of the American side. You know maybe you could jog like that could be like the run up or right. something. I don't, but but it sounds pretty good. It sounds like you thought about it a lot. Um, well, gentlemen, you know, uh, without further ado um mine is this uh it's it's kind of uh specific and personal uh and i think I, i'm a little less confident than everyone else like I'm, I'm mostly focusing on like wanting to trick them into drafting me so uh i used to work at some escape games um uh, all over the, uh, of the city and uh i would come in uh, with with an idea of, like, hey, you know, what would be a really good bonding experience uh, with me and the other, like, top draft picks and, like, you know, the coaching staff is if we all basically, you know, went and did one of these uh, escape games. I'd find out which one we're doing and I'd <laughs> fully just go, like... I, and it's the second Neo-Matrix reference, <laughs> but I'd fully... Oh, you know what? Forget Neo-Matrix. I'd go full Dr. Manhattan. Like, I'd be in there... And I just like close my eyes and start naming the answers and fully. Like I'd even like sit down and start to like cry, but like I'd be saying the end of the game and like, yeah. So I then if like, you know, at the end I'd be like, I just know, I just know. So anyways, like, I would want them to think that I have powers pretty much. Um, nice. And then any type of on court stuff, I guess I'd try and bluff, but I feel like it would be, it would be a tough go. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> S- silly portion over. Uh, we, we, we all had really good answers. Uh, mine, you know, fell apart
0: hard at the end there, but uh, that's okay. Can everyone just uh, take a moment to picture Chuck Hayes cross legged on top of Niagara Falls, stopping the oh. water?
1: <laughs> since, since we're going all sci fi references here, as soon as you said that, I was picturing the opening scene of Prometheus. Oh um, yes. But that's like Chuck Hayes. Like on that like you know, that's finnish waterfall. Like he's just like you know, probably wearing clothes. um but yeah, I'm sure sitting I'm sure Three
0: people will get that reference.
1: Yeah. Sorry about all my weird sci-fi. <laughs> there will be no Blade Runner references. Okay, everybody. <laughs> um let's do uh question number three, uh Randall. Um Yeah, it's kind of just about the summer, I guess. Like, you know, we won't know about uh, Kyle or, you know, Gary Trent Jr. I mean, I think we can assume Gary Trent's coming back, but we won't know about the price sort of thing. Um, Or any free agents for a little while uh and you know pascal's injured at least at the be- uh, for the beginning of the season so what, what kind of uh or like what, which players internal growth do you think helps us the most you know like who on the team uh and and and, and what specifically can they do that will elevate this team next year
2: yeah yeah um well i think Chris Boucher has been going on a really good trajectory. I think he's a re- very reliable big man for the Raptors now. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited about Freddie Gillespie and uh, Ken Birch to see what, what's going to happen there. I think they're both really uh, promising. But my answer is Flynn, Malachi Flynn. Um, I, I'm, I really like him. Uh, uh, what he brought to the Raptors last season. I I thought he could have gotten more minutes and um, I think he will be a really good um, get a couple of threes, get a couple of stops guy uh, coming from off the bench for the Raptors next season.
1: Uh, yeah. F- Flynn's a great answer. And I think, you know, Flynn showed a bunch of signs of like shooting playmaking defense speed. Uh, also some like fourth quarter, you know, kind of competitive juices. So yeah, Flynn's a great answer. And, and I think we would expect him to make, to, to improve massively. Um, He's the type of guy who just seems like he needs more time. I mean, like needs more minutes on the court. Um, Yeah. Jay, what, what about you? Who, who, and what, uh, as far as internal
3: improvement? I I love that answer of, of Flynn. And I've actually already kind of referenced this earlier, but for me, it's still OG. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is the third consecutive year I'm saying OG <laughs> because every year though. he gives us he gives us flashes. He gives us flashes of what he can become. And I think one of the early jokes that we made when he was drafted was that he's Kawhi 2.0 and everyone laughed. And but you see glimpses of it. And, totally. And we saw another leap last year, and yet he still leaves us with that possibility that there is even more in his bag. So I'm really interested into seeing how he will grow over the summer and the the loss of Pascal, at least for the first little bit of the regular season, should actually help him because it forces him into that alpha mm-hmm. role that we're hoping that he can kind of take. Again, a lot of this will will also be dependent on where the, the Raptors end up in the draft and who they end up drafting. But yeah. Og and for me is, is is is, I guess the number one for me. Flynn is a close number two, but Og in terms of like what he can do on the offensive end and kind of taking over because on the defensive end we already know he's 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 our guy. He's our shutdown guy. He can play any position. Uh, he's sorry, he can guard every, any position. But on the offensive end, yeah, I like think just taking more of that that alpha role, and I'm he's already shown that he can. It just needs to show it at a bit more of a usage rate, and we're sitting really pretty when, if and when uh, Siakam comes back. So, OG's the answer.
1: I, I, I love that answer, and I think it's great too that you reference that you've already said OG before because I think a player can get better, and you can want more from them, and then they can achieve that. Like you know, we're, we're, I think Siakam was more so like nonstop you know surprises for the fans whereas OG it's kind of like oh yeah right he got injured otherwise he would have been drafted high like he very much looks like a guy who's supposed to be really really good in the league um and he's becoming one and i think it's 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 sort of like yeah you you don't want to kind of um, take any development for granted and, and I know where you're at with the Kawhi comparison. Uh, so I just wanted to, like, I just threw up a basketball reference um, and I think, yeah, it's like, so, so check this out. So Kawhi age uh, 23 year, he's uh 16 and a half, um, you know, a pretty remarkable uh, 2.3 steals, uh, you know, two and a half assists, seven boards, okay uh percentages or you know pretty good field goal percentages um and then og is uh age 23 season he's 16 points uh almost two steals two assists uh five rebounds uh and better percentages than Kawhi. so yeah uh i think as far as comparisons they're they're almost identical So I think for for anyone getting to, like, whoa, let's not go crazy here. It's like, well, just heads up. (laughs) OG Kawhi comparison is fully within um, your right to do. I I think, although, like a lot of comparisons – uh, OG, be uh, OG better be ready to take a, a fairly massive offensive leap, but anyways, you, the, you outlined all that, and and I think with his three point shooting, with his additional playmaking, with more room because of Pascal, it's within range, and, and perhaps we can expect just a larger role, uh, in general for OG. Um, that probably Flynn and OG are probably the. answers i was looking for for this question uh just for variety's sake my kind of backup answer if you guys didn't pick either of those is kem birch and I, i i was like i feel like i was leading the parade of let's not get excited too excited about kem birch for a little bit and then also even afterwards like let's not you know get too wild about Jalen Harris and Kem Birch, you know, kind of like going off in not meaningless games, but games towards the end of the season. But with Kem, I just think I'm seeing more and more of Amir Johnson in him where, you know, even if he's not our center, our guy, I think he can be like one of the three or four. I just really think he's the right age, the right energy, the right skill set. And maybe he's like the, like, you know, if it's like OG Pascal him and two other guys, maybe he's number five. But I think we found something in him. Um, I, re- I really do, and I think just he just seems so comfortable here. And I think there's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's going to about do it for for Raptors talk. Uh, any other Raptors stuff before we move on to the NBA, guys?
2: Yeah, um, I'm just going to send a message to every Rap- uh, Toronto restaurant. Please put up. Masai will eat here for for free, sure. free signs. <laughs> Thank you very much, Randall. Oh, have I mentioned Um, that? Have I mentioned that? I think I yeah, you've mentioned that before. And and Randall has
1: serious computer skills, so don't think he won't dox every restaurant (laughs) in the city. Um, I don't even know if that's the appropriate use of the term
2: dox. I'm clearly a luddite of sorts. It might actually help them if I dox the restaurant locations. It's actually probably gonna help. Okay. Yeah. Well, (laughs)
1: whatever. Whatever kind of expedites you making sure. uh, these these chicken um, these chicken deals are available. That's what you do. You take care of that.
0: Sneaky D's or bust. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. Let's uh, come on. Look, I, I love condos, guys. Let's not get too crazy here. Um,
1: okay, let's uh, let's let's move into some NBA stuff. Uh, Maddie, I don't know if you got an Adam Silver tugboat. I don't know if you got a Sneaky D's Nacho Crunch. Whatever you got. <laughs> Please give it to me.
0: This is Adam Silver. (laughs) Nacho. Sneaky D nacho crunch. (laughs) We've all been there, haven't we? Oh, yes
1: um i mean i guess yeah we've all been to sneaky d's but i mean specifically the nacho crunch yeah Uh, you get there um (laughs) their famous dish the nacho crunch (laughs) okay enough uh nacho banter let's go into um just kind of the state of the playoffs uh i'll start with you jay and um I'm just going to read what LeBron uh, said an hour ago uh, before the recording time here at four 30 on the 16th. Um, So, and just to preface this, Kawhi, uh, I guess has heard his ACL. Um, Paul is down to, to COVID protocol and Kyrie, at least fairly seriously hurt his ankle. I'm not exactly sure uh, what, the, um, what the deal is uh, or how severe the injury is, but uh, LeBron has just said this. They all didn't want to uh, listen to me about the start of the season. I knew exactly what would happen. I only wanted to protect the well-being of the players, which ultimately is the product and benefit of our game. These injuries isn't just part of the game. It's the lack of pure rim rest, rest before starting back up, eight, possibly nine all stars, has missed playoff games, most in in league history. This is the best time of the year for our league and fans, but missing a ton of our fave players. It's insane. If there's one person that know about the body and how it works all year around, it's me. I speak for the health of our players, of all our players, and I hate to see this many injuries this time of the year. Sorry, fans. Wish you guys were all seeing all your fave guys right now. And then he threw uh, just a little tweet after the thread. And I know all about the business side too slash factors, so don't even try me. I get it. (laughs) Which is nice to cover, you know, any kind of rebuttal. Well, you know, which is, is true, but that the players union did sign on to the season and did agree to it. But, you know, I think that's LeBron kind of mentioning that. So I think with all that said, uh, with where we're at now, uh, Jay, how are you feeling about these playoffs?
3: Well, I mean, to. I guess re- reply to what. LeBron said, I, I agree, right? This is this has been a trying season, not just for the Raptors, but for every team in the NBA. It's, it was the shortest offseason, I believe, in NBA history because the bubble ended in August and then this season quickly started in December. And the part of the reason too, and this is not to, to hide the fact that the Lakers are out of the playoffs already and they were also affected by these injuries greatly. Mm-hmm. But it's also a little bit of a, a foresight because the next off next season is going to start as scheduled while this season is ending later than it typically would. So right. Guess what? We've got another short off season ahead of us. So um, LeBron's words today are going to sound a bit prophetic. If we have another rash of injuries during the off season or during the beginning of next season or throughout next season. So, my my hopes are actually fairly low on on players being more or less healthy next year than they were this year. So yeah, I'm I'm quite concerned. And you know, hearing that someone like a Pascal Siakam is going to be out for the next five months, I'm actually okay with that because I'd much rather him take his time and coming back and not rush into anything because the fact of the matter is we're going to see more of these injuries from more of the all-stars and there will be a lot of complaining, right? That there just wasn't enough time to rest. There wasn't enough time to get prepared for the season that this is a money grab from the NBA. So um, yeah, I mean, his, his words are are going to ring true much longer than it will today. Well said. Um, I, I think particularly in terms of the short
1: turnaround this year and kind of like these like residual compounding problems that I think COVID has presented, um, you know, uh, Guest uh, of the pod, uh, Katie Heindel has written about before, um, you know, kind of the soft tissue damage uh, during COVID and how so many more people were susceptible to injuries. We saw it very early on with uh, guys like Eric Bledsoe, Russell Westbrook, who was on fire for the Rockets, got COVID and then he got a serious injury. Uh, And I think it's, yeah, you know, for these guys and their bodies, this is, these are like, saying it's a significant setback doesn't even do it justice. It's like really a absolutely life altering type of issue when you get an injury. And I think particularly one that you don't know how to handle or, or not given the opportunity to heal from appropriately. Um, Yeah. Randall, where, where are you at? You know, on these playoffs, all these injuries, like, are, are you enjoying it? Like I, how, like, you know, let's take Brooklyn, for instance, like how much are you enjoying them? Uh, you know, with Harden playing a little bit injured and Kyrie getting hurt. Are, are, are the games still fun for you? Or are you kind of like, there's so many asterisks. Like, I know I, know I just asked you like 30 questions, but.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so upset. I'm so upset of all these injuries. Listen, I don't like the Clippers. Um, I love Kawhi. I don't love the Clippers. I, I, rude i'm i've been um watching them all their all their games rooting for them to lose which probably not a not a good thing but that's what i'm doing and when i heard that he got injured i I was so upset i was so upset um yeah i think i think um the players should have a say on Mm -hmm. on the matter um i think if there's any talk of um uh, before of, of of people saying that, oh, you just you just want to, you know, you just want to, like, t- telling LeBron that you, you just want that extra break or whatever, uh, questioning his kind of commitment to the game. I think that should not exist at all. I think we all should be, um, in, in those situations, I think we should all be in the side of the players um, when they say that this is not enough rest, this is not enough, mm-hmm. um, and yeah i agree um next season um with a short another short uh break it it's definitely going to be problematic as well um yeah i don't know i i'm i'm upset that there's no compromise from the nba um i think they could have maybe added maybe made this playoffs longer have two-day breaks instead or something like that but something a compromise should have been put in place absolutely um and I don't think it's a matter of is it a short season or not. I think or do we start late or not? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that everybody's thinking in that binary way, and because of that, the league can just say, "Oh, money-wise, it doesn't make sense." But I feel right. like I feel like a convert. I, th- I feel like the first step is just to say yes to the players. Yes, this is a this is a concern that you have, and yes, we're gonna address it and we're gonna have a conversation and having a compromise uh, at the end of it. It's not gonna be what it is now, which is a, a shortened break, full season, um, because yes, you're right. Um, short season means injuries, and that's that's what ha- what's happening now.
1: Wow. I, I I couldn't agree more. And I think you, you had some really good points there, but I just want to touch on the one that made me laugh the most is because you got into some really serious, good stuff there, but you started with some casual Clippers slander. <laughs> and and I'm always going to enjoy that. Like from a sports fan angle, like I always know someone's like a true Raptors fan when I ask them about something and it, the answer ends up being like them talking about how they hate Barnyani. Like, that's when I know you're a real Raptors fan. If I'm like, yo, what do you think about Kyle Lowry? And it's like five minutes later, you're like, and then Bargnani played good for these 13 games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's when I know you're a hardcore. No, but I think you you said, Randall, what I, you know, I've tried to say a bunch of times on this podcast. And like, I think it really started when I started hearing the kind of like 72 game shortened season stuff, which you know adds up a little bit right but it's what it stops short of is putting too much acknowledging how much pressure is on the players in terms of the product and just like you said it's always going to go back to this bottom line of like well tv contracts and money sorry this is what we got to do but really where the rubber meets the road is trusting the players not forcing them to play not doing any type of finding regarding any type of TV contracts and kind of going back to like understanding that Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs were way ahead of their time. Uh, No one should force a player to play ever under any circumstance. Doesn't matter who's purchased a ticket for what, whose name is on what it just isn't worth it. And I think as Raptors fans, I've said to a million people, we are the living example of what it was like to let a player rest when they wanted to, and, and how good that was. And I think when, when you do that, you can kind of see it's like, oh, my God, of course Kawhi knows his body more than anyone ever anyone else could. Of course. And I think LeBron's kind of speaking to that as well. So, yeah, whether it's a 70-game season or a 50-game season or a 90-game season, I think at the end of the day, you have to let players not play if they don't want to play or they don't feel like their bodies are up for it Um, because the reality is they're going to practice and do a lot of stuff in the summer as well. So you can put a number on the games, but like what you're really doing is kind of like moving the goalposts and what you're not engaging in is, you know, the right to give players autonomy over their bodies, which includes them you know, you taking their word for it, which I know doesn't really square well with big money and big contracts, but I think it's kind of the place we need to get to. Um, I feel like we've chimed on a bunch here and went in some interesting directions and we haven't went back to you, Jay. So I don't know. I don't want to thrust this on
3: you, but is there any thoughts you got? No, I think it's, uh, it's, you're, you're absolutely right in your assessment and you know, I can't help but think about, and I'm, 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 Throwing you a, a, a possible segue here, but nice the, the possibility here that what if certain players did listen to their body and, and weren't forced to play someone like a, oh, I don't know, Kevin Durant playing oh in God. game five of the NBA finals. If he didn't force himself to play, all right, again, I don't know whose decision that was. Maybe he plays last season. Maybe he he helps the Nets against the Raptors in that first round series. Who knows? If he didn't push himself to to enter the the finals, but um, yeah, and and I love the point you made about the Spurs being kind of ahead of their time, and that will forever be the case because, you know, they and look at the what they got out of that, right? They got was it four championships? Like it's, it's long it's, careers too. Absolutely right, and. Um, it's it's a tribute to their their foresight and their continued success even till today, right? They 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 never have entered the tank really. So I know. oh yeah, yeah. it's 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 great to see in terms of like more players and more teams being more cognizant of 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 health and and their well being. And I'm hoping that it's just a sign that moving forward, whether it's the NBA or just the players themselves that that take that next step that you know we we see less injuries and we see that there is more rest built into their schedules and into uh yeah whether it's the the, the team schedules or the player schedules and um that we see less of these injuries moving forward
1: yeah uh i, I think we kind of hit on some some really good stuff here and you did give me a perfect segue cuz uh that finals kd injury yeah it just brings so many things together and you know i'm glad that uh you, you kind of re-picked up my my Spurs point too there because, you know, there was just so much weird symmetry between us having Kawhi and you know, the way we managed his season and and obviously we'll never know who had the final say. You know, was it like Joel up like pressuring KD? Was it Kerr? Was it Draymond? Was it KD's people? Who knows? But I think at the end of the day, there were, there were, the narrative was pressure. The narrative was like, hey, if you don't come back and try, KD, like, blah, 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 you're not this or that or this. And I think the narrative has to, it has to be different. It has to be kind of like us as fans are like, oh, man, that sucks that someone we love to watch is hurting. What a privilege we have as fans that we get to watch them do this amazing thing hopefully they'll take care and come back when they're ready. And I feel like that, and there's a bit of an attitude that's kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll say it more kind of like selfish and like this expectation. And it's like, that's just not how the, the human body really works. And I think we all lose from that mentality, but um, let's kind of go in the opposite, but same direction here with, with injuries and As someone, you know, I got to call myself out a bit here because I've said on this pod a bunch of times that um, I thought KD was going to come back and be amazing, maybe be an all star. But I said no to like an all NBA level. um, And I said no to getting anywhere near being the best player in the world. And, you know, maybe that's true for speaking of managing your body like an MVP award, like maybe he'll never be able to do that again and like play that much. But I think he is definitely in the conversation of like, sure, that's fine. But when it comes down to it, I'm the best player in the world. And yeah, I just want to call myself out a bit because I think coming from an Achilles injury to being arguably the best player in the world again is just so substantial that it's an accomplishment. I, I hope he gets into the hall of fame uh, like for that alone, for this alone. Like, and even if it's for a short period, it's, it's so, and, and, and anyway, it's like, I, I want to transition this to the question of, do you think he's the best player in the world right now? Jay. Hmm.
3: And if it's no, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is the thing is I, my initial answer is no, but when I try to think about who that is, I struggle because there are flaws in almost every other player that I can think of, right? I want to say it's it's the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. I want to say it's, it's Giannis. I want to say it's LeBron. I want to say it's Curry. I want to say it's Doncic. But they all have their flaws, and so too does KD. So I'm just going to sidestep this and say I, like it. I don't think he is, but I don't necessarily know who that is. I think that several players can stake that claim, at least a portion of it and I'm going to sidestep this over to Randall instead.
1: <laughs> okay, wait. Before it goes to Randall, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to put some more pressure on Randall because I'm bringing this question up as a sidestep. And I think that maybe a bit – I'm always a bit misleading because I was saying, you know, presenting him as the best player in the world. But for me, it's kind of like I, – I, that's a weird moniker, and it's almost like – you have to like hold that mantle for a little bit. Like for me, it's still, we're still in this territory. I guess I, I think it's Giannis sort of, but I think we're just in this weird moment right now where I'm, I'm stammering on, but when, when the Raptors beat the Bucks, a lot of people said Kawhi was better than Giannis. And for me, that was never true. Like, I never thought Kawhi during this entire period of time has been better than Giannis. That's just my personal opinion. But I am seeing stuff from KD that I think are flashes of better than either of those two, th- those levels. Um, okay, I've loaded this with my own opinion, but Jay's sidestepping, wh- I wanted to, like, load that up for you, Randall, because I feel like I, I, that's where I am. It's gonna like, it's r- hyper-nuanced. Um, anyways, I'll give it to you flatly, though. Do you think KD's the best player in the world?
2: I think he's the best um, scorer in, yes. in basketball. And my question is, how come he's always always um, getting into super teams? Like, Oh, I like the casual <laughs> Randall slander. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Comes in a question. Why are the Clippers? Why do I enjoy watching them fail?
2: Freddie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think KD I don't think people would would give uh KD a lot of the percentage of the uh credit for the rings that he he uh accomplished maybe it's majority but it's not like a good 90%. And that's a problem. Um then we don't know if he's the he's the he's the best player in the world. Um you know, like right. why like in, with the nets i think he could i think he's the best scorer like i said mm-hmm. does he need um james harden really i feel like they can they could have they could have pushed wi- without going for the super team brute and that's where i'm kind of um getting stuck with giving kd that that credit um I think that's totally fair. I mean like, you know, because
1: what you're not you're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You're not saying KD sucks or something like that. But you are saying that his legacy is kind of complicated and there is nuance there. I mean, for me, you know, I don't want to start a whole other tangent, but the fact that you know there hasn't even been that much play of Steph without Clay and Clay without Steph that even their legacy I think when it's all said and done will be pretty like intertwined um but yeah you know again, KD has played with with Westbrook and, and uh you know Harden and Ibaka and obviously Golden State and now Kyrie and Harden again uh sorry but I feel like I jumped on your point there Randall
2: oh yeah that's, that, that's, that's my point um yeah, it's just hard to root for for the guy because of the, because of those reasons. Because um, um, it's like, yeah, like like what Jay said. There's so many great players in the league that are playing by themselves. Like with with, uh, you know, like if you if you if you would trade Giannis and and KD, and KD in the Bucks with that same team. I feel like they would easily win it all, and. Kd would get majority of the credit. Uh, with that argument, I'm saying then that I'd rather have Kd a lot more than Giannis. Um, but what's my point here? But um, yeah, so yeah, so I think worries. I think my point is um, he can do it by himself. But why is he not doing it? And it's more it's not necessarily related to his ability to play basketball, but it's just his decisions to always always be a part of these super teams.
3: That might have been the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard. was amazing. It. Like you managed to say he is probably the best player, but like in a way that kind of insulted him. It's, it's
1: fantastic. I love the it's, way you worded that. It's like Randall is like complimenting KD on Twitter, but then he's coming at him hard with his burner accounts. <laughs> Randall has a bunch of like, yo know, KD soft burner accounts. Um, and he's just like sending him pictures of cupcakes. <laughs> um okay let's uh let's finish this baby off with some quickish questions uh maddie good sir bring yourself in here and give me that quickish questions sting quickish questions <laughs> uh, quickish questions I'm going to come at you with some quickish questions. I'm going to read them as fast as I can as clearly and concisely as I can. I might stutter, slur, misread a comma, get confused. who knows? Um, that doesn't matter. You have to answer the questions as fast as you can. uh you know you, you can't read the question back. uh you can't you know phone a friend. I'm counting the ums. I'm counting the ahs, you know. Let's speed. Speed is the name of the game here. Uh, Let's do Jay Randall. Matt, are we ready?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Matt's like, I'm ready, and I know you targeted me. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, Jay.
1: What current player would make a good NBA
3: referee? Uh, I would go with Fred Van Vliet. Oh, yeah, he would be good. I like it.
1: Randall, rank these open coaching roles by best to worst. Pacers, Magic,
2: Pelicans, Celtics, Wizards, Blazers. Oh, my gosh. There's no repeating the questions, right? You, you can't can Yeah, you, you, you,
1: you can. So
2: we got Pacers,
1: Magic, uh, Pelic- Pelicans, Celtics, Wizards, Blazers.
2: All right. I'm just, just how about you give
1: me your best? What's the best coaching opening
2: there? I'm going to go with Pelicans. Okay. How about the worst? Love the Pelicans. Um, the worst probably be. Um, uh, ooh, a good question. Maybe I was like, I'm just going to say the Blazers. There's so much expectations there. Yes. It's going to be very tough. Good answer. Um, Maddie. Yes. You-
1: Oh, my God. This is a perfect question for you. Oh.
0: Name a player you haven't seen for a while who you think is cool. Oh, sorry. Did you say the last part again?
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, God, I don't even want to listen. You really <laughs> cut out.
0: Name a player you haven't seen for a while yeah. who you think is cool. Player I haven't seen for a while who I think is cool. Um. <laughs> I'm going to say... Swaggy
1: P? Wow. Great answer. I totally thought it was like Prometheus, Chuck Wagon. (laughs) Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was Chuck Hayes for sure. Uh, Jay, name one FA, restricted or unrestricted, you'd like the wraps to target. Kawhi Leonard. Love it. Bring him home. (laughs) Bring him home. Randall, (laughs) what is the best... Memorable moments so far from this year's playoffs, and here's a couple suggestions. Oh yeah, yeah, all your questions are lists. (laughs) Uh, Steve Nash hugging KD, KD bodyguards, Mitchell's face after Kawhi's dunk, Trey Young's bow, New York's fans after Game Two versus the Hawks. It doesn't have to be one of those, but like, what's like you know uh, a favorite moment?
2: Is the is the Mitchell face after that crazy dunk by Kawhi. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, In that one, because that yeah. dunk is insane. The dunk's insane. This face is funny. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Maddie. Yes. Who are your top five point guards? Top five point guards. Um. Boy, this is always a tough one for me, knowing the positions little guys, the little guys. Uh, let's go with number one point guard. It can just be a top five. It doesn't have to be one to five. Oh, okay. Just being the top five. Uh, James Harden. S- S- Steph's, is Steph a point guard? Mm-hmm. Okay, Steph. Um, I'm going to go Kyle. How are you nuts? Yep. Uh, four. I'm going to go uh, is is Lillard a point guard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And number five, I'm going to go with... It's probably someone really obvious that I'm missing here. But I will say... I'll just say CP3. Why not? The guy's been amazing. Fair enough, Luca is very upset with you, Luca. that's okay, uh, I'm gonna add
1: one more stall tactic, no singing, okay, Matt's broken the song, that's a new one for you guys, you can't break in the song to delay, okay? Um, Little although, guys!
3: Matt, I know, it sounds good, I
1: got my own Jack, he's like my Jack and my Matt, it's good. Um, okay, uh, Jay, um... We have two uh, assistant coaching vacancies.
3: Who should fill them? For sure, a female for one of them. There's Mm -hmm. Becky Hammond, there's Dawn Staley, there's Brittany Donaldson. So any one of those females for one of them. Yep. And let's bring back Nate Bjorkgren for the other. Love it. Um, Randall, uh, this is
1: going to be fun for you because it's from you. (laughs) Who do you want Nate Bjorkgren to get his old assistant coach Job back with the Raptors. So, sorry, would you want Nate to come back?
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) This is going to be from Matt, also from Randall. Who starts in place of Pascal in the next season opener?
0: Oh boy, who starts in place? I would say, uh, (laughs) Tim Birch. I don't know.
1: Oh, oh, I love it. Um, the, so the, the the two last questions. One's from Randall, uh, and we, that was kind of our main uh, subject. We turned into um, with uh, with the injuries. But uh, I'm gonna make this last question from friend of the pod, um, uh, Baker Bots from Mars, Alan Shane Lewis. Um, we're gonna do uh, yeah. So we'll go J, Randall, Matt. Yeah. Which team slash player do you? Uh, Hate irrationally
3: and why? Ooh, I'm st- Ooh that's a hard one. Irrational. Uh, any, any, anyone that deals with the Boston Celtics. Let's just say the whole team. Yeah, oh. the whole you hate the whole Celtics. Yeah, it, it, and, I, and I, to the point where I think if like I don't know, let's say Kyle Lowry were to go there, I would still hate the team. That's how bad it is.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that very much. Um Brando, uh, what team or player do you rationally hate and why?
2: Uh, the Clippers? I think I already said it. <laughs> yeah, you're like you like do you want me to say it again? <laughs> and then and, and you're just going to add something uh, on that crazy dunk that Kawhi did. Um, I think he got ruined by that announcer saying it's a Kawhi light or something. Which is I so think that crazy. added to it, man. That added you, liked to it? It to <laughs> it? you liked it? <laughs> hey, I
1: just want—I just want to. Like, I want either we just saw a man fly, like the Jr. Smith one, um, or I want um, no regard for human life, which only comes around once a decade. So, but I think Kawhi could be or Giannis. They're going to be the next one who gets the no regard for human life. Um, Matt, uh, yes. W- w- what? What, oh, I, I think I remember this. Who do you irrationally hate? Well, player and team. You used to irrationally hate a team, which was a fun,
0: funny team to hate. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, the, I totally forgot about that. But uh, I hate the Spurs. That's right. Yeah, I hate the Spurs because they're always like so good, and yeah, you know and they work so hard. And they work nice. hard. They they just seem to be the most efficient NBA team, and. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I think it's hilarious to pick that team to hate because they I, I think they're, you know, a beloved team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Um, but oh, if I yeah. could have a second pick, I would say it's the Brooklyn Nets because
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Uh, when I first came on board this podcast, we got swept by them in the first round, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That, that yep, was the sweep. Right. So it was like, that, that, was, that was like when up. I was really paying attention to the rappers and going through that series and then just everything else with them building a super team and everything. I yeah, just, they're their they're, damn arena that's not good for hockey. I just hate it. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. you're right. You're goddamn right. <laughs> uh, okay. My my team
1: uh, that I irrationally hate, uh, I'm going to answer this one too because there is one uh it's kind of the washington wizards because they swept us at one time but i usually have a rule in my head where if you haven't won at all or you haven't won in a very long time or you're kind of like a small market then i like i give you a break but for whatever reason i'm like you know what washington you go right to hell okay uh in my head i'm like you know i just i don't know why but um (laughs) guys that's that's it for the pod that's it for quickish questions we made it to the end thank you both so much. Um let's uh let's go to you first, Randall. Uh what's up? Is there anything that um
2: you know you want to let people know or uh, folks can check out? Um I'm creating content for drugs the telethon, which is happening on August 31st.
1: Wonderful. Uh so where where can people find the, like info for the telethon
2: Um or is, there, is there a website? Instagram called uh drugs i should have been prepared hey that's okay
1: you know what google (laughs) drugs was is it drugs the telethon
2: oh no no just drugs the musical that's that's the instagram page there you go there you go that's it for me check it out 31st
1: drugs the musical um jay what's up uh you know that's a wrap for sure but uh you know what, what do you want to let people know about
3: I guess the only other thing other than, you know, we, we record every Friday, so that, uh, we have an episode of the podcast every Saturday that comes out. Um, outside of that, uh, for Raptors HQ, I'm putting together a season review. Uh, we're, we're doing season reviews for every single player, and I've got Gary Trent Jr., so that one should be up in the next couple of days. And the other project I'm working on is, um, you know, if you guys are familiar with those versus battles, mm-hmm. um I've concocted one that's basketball related. So myself and a writer from different cities are going to go head to head and compare seasons for different players. So the first one we've got on deck, I did Fred Van Vliet and someone from Oklahoma City did Shea Gilgis alexander It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, That should be out also sometime next week, but hopefully it'll become a series. And I think I've got Sacramento possibly up next. So yeah, look out for that on Raptors HQ. Right on, that's awesome Um, Cool, well yeah,
1: we we made it to the end of the pod here Uh, Thanks everyone for listening so much Uh, We really do appreciate it Uh, And, uh, you know, get vaccinated uh, Enjoy this uh, lovely weather And play off basketball And hopefully no one else gets seriously uh, injured But uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go Please sir, just give me those sweet words Okay
0: Okay